Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday. Oh, I sound very happy. I am. It's Tuesday. I'm very happy. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Old Happy Goldstein. And we begin today's podcast with the fallout from the evening's Premier League matches where, of course, Chelsea annoyingly won 2-0 against Everton and West Ham beat Leeds. Here's how it all sounded on TalkSport. It was a good game, and West Ham now move up to fifth after they finished West Ham 2, Leeds 0. I didn't think we played well tonight. We scrapped and fought and kept ourselves in it when we had to. We had chances to play much better with the ball, and I thought we were disappointing in those areas. And the biggest thing I say is the players are disappointed with how they played, and it's a good sign. Has anyone seen Jason there's a manager there that knows how to organise a team defensively, OK? That, that historically, you look back at... Maybe he's he is a quite a pragmatic coach, but he has got the balance of the team right. Do you know what? They're a nice... I enjoy watching West Ham play. There's a lot of teams in the Premier League you look at and go, God, don't... I like watching West Ham, West Ham. They're easy, easy on, on the, the eye. eye. They are They've got a much. nice style. They play with purpose. If you speak to any West Ham player down the years, when we've been playing well, the crowd are behind them, you don't want to play West Ham. If we're playing poorly, the crowd are on their back because they pay the money, it's our opinion, uh, and we all we demand is effort from the players. The thing about the board, that's never going to go away. You've only got to look on Twitter. The West Ham fans, they're in Cloud Cookie Lamp. We'll buy Munich away next year. <laughs> let's, not, let's not get silly about it. <laughs> but at the same time, we're going to Old Trafford on Sunday thinking, yeah. The recruitment has been first class. Yeah. The players they brought in, Sushek, they're going to struggle, I think, to hold on to them, the, the two midfielders, because if big money bids come in, West Ham will, will possibly, unless they're in the Champions League, find it hard to hold on to them, because huge money's going to come in for those two. Mm. Leeds were a threat throughout and had two goals disallowed at nil-nil in the first ten minutes of the game. We started the game really well in the, in the first five or ten minutes. Uh, we had two goals obviously disallowed I'm not sure how close they were uh, the second one the ball was out of play the first one I think is it's millimetres you know with no luck it's a feeling of frustration I think not at the minute because I think it's a game that got away from us I think it was there to get something out of Finished Chelsea 2 Everton nil. a vital 3 points for Chelsea as Thomas Tuchel's side cement their Champions League charge I think that uh, this club the structure and this team we have everything to win every game and we prepare every game as the most important game and we prepare it that, uh, to win it. Will we win every game from now on? No, for sure not, but we will try and uh, we have everything that, that is needed. Right now, with the form team right now, he doesn't concede goals. And do you know what? We really don't look like conceding. That's the thing. We're not. It's not like there's teams that are peppering our goal. And the, the game really, that really we should have lost, was Barnsley in the Cup. We got away with one on that night. 
That's it. Carlo Ancelotti said, got no complaints with the result. We had a good control. I think the first 30 minutes, they didn't have opportunity. Of course, they attacked. We defended well, a little mistake. Uh, they opened the score. And then they have, after that, the, the game was more difficult. Uh, we tried to press it forward and we lost a little bit of balance. And they, in counter-attack, were dangerous. Now, in the previous edition of Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast, you may remember that Rangers were confirmed as Scottish Premiership champions with Steven Gerrard, Gerrard's side, still unbeaten in the league this season with six games to go. We'll hear from Simon Jordan and Danny Murphy on the chances of Steve G heading to Liverpool to replace Jurgen Klopp, as well as the former Gers manager, Ali McCoyce, on how far the Ibrox outfit have come since playing in the fourth tier north of the border. But what next for rival Celtic and who could become their next manager? Well, I don't have the answer to, of course, any of that. But here's the former Ireland captain, Andy Townsend, to tell us more. So Stevie G being, a, being an ex-Liverpool man, so you want an ex-United man? Ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Keno, isn't it? <laughs> bit, I'll tell you what, the press conferences up there would be interesting on a Friday, wouldn't they? Oh. Can you imagine? I am flabbergasted. I'm fuming here watching this game of football. Look, Celtic have, have, have got to use this, you know, the days and weeks ahead to get the right man in and make mm. sure that who they go for is uh, is someone that can can certainly cut that deficit that what what it currently is, and you know, is is going to be in a position to uh, to ask some serious questions about whether Rangers can hang on to the trophy next year. Staggered that an international player can just get done like this. Rangers have won the league for the first time in a decade. Champions for a record 55th time. It's a first owner as manager for Steven Gerrard. Well, he took the Rangers job because primarily it was offered to him. And, and he's gone and done the job that he was brought in to do. He's been given support. He's been given help and guidance. He's got a very, very educated backroom staff that are absolutely fundamental to his achievements. And he's cut his teeth in a league that will give him a reputation that maybe he will get to put to the test in an elite league because the Scottish League is not an elite league. The one club on the planet that you know he'll he'll walk to is Liverpool when the time's right. That's not saying, it's not a disrespectful thing to Rangers, it's just the inevitability of his managerial career. That's what's going to happen. And I hope he gets everything he wants, whether it's England, whether it's Liverpool. I really hope, and keep my fingers crossed, that he gets everything he wants. But what I said to him was, whatever he achieves, and I hope it's lots, he will never do anything further in his managerial career that will mean so much to so many people. So in admiration of how he stuck at it and how the hierarchy stuck with him because they liked what they saw, it's amazing. He will go down in folklore now. And it was a risk. He could have gone down as a, as a failure who was out of his depth and shouldn't have taken the job in the first place. I don't think it's time for him to go at the moment. I'm sure he'll be relishing this, what he's done with Rangers. He'll be wanting to do a little bit more, more of that, especially getting crowds back into the stadium. I remember sitting in a dugout as manager and we were playing, I think it was Berwick Rangers, right? And there was 50,000 folk for a third division game, Jamie. Mm. 50,000 folk at a third division game. And I remember turning to Kenny, my assistant, and me, Durante, and I said, that's the reason we'll get back. Now, despite Manchester United coming out on top in the derby, Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Moni Moni Jordan, and Danny Murphy refused to go overboard on social's recent form. That's surprising from Simon, isn't it? No. Danny even suggested the Red Devils will forever be in Man City's shadow whilst Pep Guardiola's in charge over the road. 
Don't be so stupid, Daniel Murphy. Go to your room. I don't think there's a manager on the planet who who come and, and be able to bring Manchester United above City while Pep's there in the league. And I don't think there's anybody out there who can come in and make them better at the moment with the squad they've got. I think they're doing as well as you could expect them to do. Because I think there's progression and I think they play, at least they're trying to play the way United want to play. He understands that. His humility and his demeanour is something you have to like. I like the, the tone. I like the way he conducts himself. We know we got 10 games and they're all going to be very difficult. City are so far away from us that we, we shouldn't think that uh, in that uh, those uh, ways. No, we should just focus on ourselves and do what we can do. Can I see him lifting the Premier League trophy above his head at Old Trafford anytime soon? No. That's to do with how far ahead Man City are and the, the qualities of Pep. And even Liverpool come into that equation. You still think Ollie should get his cup? No, I don't think he should get his coat. I think he's doing a decent job. But you, the question keeps oh. being asked of me. He's doing a decent job, but who wants? Who employs somebody to do a decent job? You employ them to do a good job. He's okay. the manager of Manchester United. Your job is to win the league. Okay, that's your job. Keep that gear stick in reverse. When did it become that Manchester United had to be competitive? I thought Manchester United were built. To win, I thought that they were one of the few teams in the Premier League that don't pay win bonuses to their players because they expect to win. Give me a manager. Give me a manager who could come in, you think, and get United to overtake City with Pepper in charge. There you go. Conte, Simeone. I think it depends what culture you want to do. I mean, the, the answer is, <laughs> again, it depends because I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't have the gravitas with Manchester United to get the players he really wants. I think Man United should have a centre-forward. I think they should spend £100 million on buying a centre-forward. Why haven't they got one? They Why did be. they sell Lukaku two years ago and not replace him? That's down to the, to the level of leverage that the manager has and the relationship that he has. And that comes from a track record of winning things, which our boy doesn't have except at Mulder. Now, after another win at the weekend, could Jose Mourinho's Spurs side really finish in the top four? Well, of course, I don't know that, and I find myself asking a lot of rhetorical questions. But let's find out what Jamie O'Hara and Danny Murphy think. And it's Gareth Bale who's starting his third Premier League game in a row who has given Tottenham the lead. Him playing like he is in that Tottenham team alongside Harry Kane, Mora and Son is exciting for Spurs fans. It really is. And actually, you know, those four at it gives them a hell of a chance of now pushing to get in the top four and also gives them a chance in that cup final against City in April. You'd have to say it's there for the it's there for them if they really can go after it, but I still think that they should try and win the Europa. I think they can win the double. I think they can win the League Cup against this Man City side and I think they could potentially win the Europa. So it could be a great season. Brilliant pass for Kane and Kane finishes with his right foot and Tottenham lead and Harry Kane back in the side back among the goals. Just look at them now and I feel like they've got a real edge to their game. All of a sudden it's like they've got that confidence back, that belief. I said a few weeks ago with these games coming up leading into you know the big North London derby against average Arsenal. You know if, if they could go on a decent run then you go into that full of form and it looks to me like they've all, all of a sudden got that. Now, yesterday, of course, was International Women's Day and that meant Adrian Durham and Andy Townsend spoke about the potential for a female coach to manage a professional men's football team in this country. But we start on breakfast with the wonderful Laura Woods and the positive effect of seeing more women in sport in recent years. 
the more women in high-powered positions and the more women in sport and all that kind of thing, especially in my arena. You know, I see it so much more often than not now. Yep. Um, and, it, it, and it does feel the norm to me and I don't kind of see it as any difference and I, and I enjoy it. And I think that one of the best things, I think, for women is your male colleagues around you to help lift you up. And I've found that massively. I've found the support. I think you always get support from, from your female colleagues um, because they know the sort of path that you've taken and what you're going through. But I, I always feel especially lifted and especially um, trusted with the male support that I have around me so I, I just think that's a really positive thing and I like talking about it as well I don't kind of shy away from it I don't mind talking about it but I would just like it to become more more the norm to be a good coach uh, an effective coach there's certain tools you have to have qualifications that you've got to have you've got to have done those women can do those they do those that's not a problem you have to be effective in the job that you are doing so that will be if you, if you if you haven't had a career, we're talking about managers who haven't had a, a career playing. Yeah, they work their way through various coaching levels with kids football, junior football, academy football, whatever it might be, whatever path they choose to take, and they get better and better as they go along. They get more and more respected. Somebody spots them and think, right, okay, yeah, I fancy this this person to be the manager of the first team, head coach for the first team. I can't think of any reason why that should stop a woman taking a job in, in inverted commas, the men's game. And I think the, the, it's the attitudes that are changing and maybe need to change a bit more rapidly. I would feel genuinely, eh, that we're going to see a woman running a team, a professional team. I don't know what league, and I, could, I wouldn't be able to say, you know, Premier League or League One, whatever, League Two. But I, but I, I don't think it will be that long before we are seeing... We are seeing women not only involved, but also women competing and being very competitive in that respect. I, I, I think it's inevitable. Now, who's going to be relegated from the Premier League this season? And could Fulham boss Scott Parker really be the England manager one day? Again, more questions I don't have the answer to. Let's ask Simon Moni Moni, Jordan and Danny Murphy and Jamie O'Hara the same question and see what comes out of their mouth. He was an absolute class act when I played with him. He was a leader in the dressing room. Personally, I think he's a future England manager. I really do. The way he holds himself, the way he speaks, the way he talks about the game. And I just think the way he's got that team playing, he's instilled a belief in them. And I just think they're just going to keep growing. If they stay up this season, which I think they will, I think he can really then sort of attract some big players and go to another level. I think they've got great momentum, spirit, and, and I think they look like a team that aren't scared to play and they're they're in control of what they're doing I, I would be really surprised if they don't stay up now Am I right in thinking I'm not dropping you in it here by saying you, you had a chat with Steve Bruce I did right? yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us anything about that? Um, no it was a private chat but um, but what I can tell you is that he's very focused But are Newcastle so lousy that they'll go down? And we heard about treason last week we heard everything I, last week I think it's diff- well listen I wouldn't have used those words I think disloyalty is a better word to have used I think you get into the area of treason and treachery <laughs> you can start being ridiculed by people yeah. it's not wrong it is treacherous you are a treacherous wretch if you have an altercation on a training ground and decide to go to a newspaper to air that grievance. You are a treacherous wretch. But to use those terminology, probably disloyalty is a better terminology. And you should be able to resolve issues without resorting to going to a newspaper whose main focus in life is to sell newspapers, not to actually help anybody. You look at it now and say, A, if I was Steve Bruce, I wouldn't want to manage that club anyway. But B, has he got enough? I think he has got enough, but I think it's going to be nip and tuck. That's nearly it for another podcasty thing. A quick reminder, we've got some live football tonight. Uh, live and exclusive to Talk Sport 2, Ian Dandra and Mickey Gray will talk you through 
Blackburn against Swansea in the Championship. That one kicks off at 6pm. And staying on TalkSport to Jim Proudfoot and Jamie O'Hara will talk you through live Champions League football as Juve take on Porto. That's it. Thanks so much for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast. From I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Sports by Monday to Thursday from 10pm tonight alongside the fun boy Jason Cundy. And of course, there'll be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do. Until then, thanks for downloading. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and Mop Master dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.